Today's bad was dedicated Latznaha for Moshe Ben Zekiye and family. Bezat Hashem and the Zechut and Limuda Torah, the Zechut and Tzedaka, they should have much Hatzlocha Bechol Maaseh Dehem. Amen. Okay, we're about to start the eighth Perek in Madrigas HaOdom in the section of Biramidus. Which is a continuation of the topic that we've been discussing last couple of Aden, where he's going to take us through a few examples in the Torah to bring out the point he's going to discuss as we have before, but he's going to get a little bit more into it, into Avimelech, he's going to discuss David Melech, which was discussed before, he's also going to talk about Korah and Aharon Kohen. okay? So let's read a little bit inside and build. Lochein onu moitzien shal koyach heiru chazal koyach shepi koyach shepi keach hoyo. Koyach was a very very wise man. He was a pikeach. He was a very smart person, understanding person, very down to earth with his chokma. He's a pikeach. Okay. Sometimes people have a tremendous amount of wisdom in the books. But they don't know how to translate that into real life. That's a pikeach. So Korach was a pikeach. Marol shtuzu. Why did he start a campaign which is absolute shtuz to fight against Moshe Rabbeinu? But Omru and Chazal told us, hiti ato. His eyes caused him to make this mistake. What does that mean? He saw a tremendous lineage that's coming out from him. Shmuel We have Shmuel Anavi, who's coming from Kairach, who is so unbelievable level that he's equal to Moshe and Aaron together. Unbelievable. So seeing that in Ruach HaKadosh made him believe that he's worthy of this great leadership. Okay? He's such a giant in spirituality. To be zochet to Ruach HaKadosh, it can't be no small fry. I had to be a great person to be Zechatruach HaKadosh. A very spiritual person, a very holy person. Even a good Balmidis. You can't just have Ruach HaKadosh just like that, you know. Shiroa Masha'osid Lotzis Mimenu. He knew what was coming from him. Imken Adirabah. On the contrary, Akusha Oidyoishigedela Marola Shtus is Kazeh. Again, Chazal is saying that it was Shtus. Shtus means it was foolish. It was So they answered because he had Ruach HaKodesh. Fakert. If he has Ruach HaKodesh, invite in the Kasha. How could someone who has great as he to have Ruach HaKodesh could be such a shaita? So how does it answer the question? That's his question. You got it? That's the Kasha. You asked me a good Kasha. Koyach is a pikeach. How do you see sh- do such a shtus? He did. He saw in Ruach HaKodesh. 
that Shmuel Hanavi is coming from him. He didn't see in Ruach HaKadosh he deserves to be the leader. He just saw that Shmuel Hanavi is coming from him. And he interpreted that Ruach HaKadosh in this way. But it was still a shtus. So how can a man of such great stature and such great holiness and such great pikhus, how can he make such a elementary mistake? If it's shtus, it means it's elementary. Right? That wasn't a sophisticated mistake, it's a shtus. Got it? So here comes the altar from Nevarik and opens our eyes to see of Zach, A very deep point. Goisa Amkis and what he's been teaching us until now. Elohu Sometimes your feelings, good feelings, Come from the truth. And sometimes because you want something, because it tastes good, you start to build your whole sugya of emes around it. Okay? This is how it was by Koyach. First, in his mind, he saw images of how unbelievable leadership is. Okay? He revealed his cards by saying, It means he was looking at Nesiut. Okay? That was Gishmak for him. Vatam Yatsarlo After he already decided that he wants the position of leadership, he came up with the Shtikl Torah why he deserves it. So the Shtikl Torah came second. The desire for leadership came first, the Shtikl Torah came second. Okay? Since the Shtikl Torah came second, the Ruach HaKodesh became a riot to his Shtikl Torah. Right? But if he wouldn't have had a desire for leadership first, he would have never came out with that Shtikl Torah. On the contrary, the Srora and his family is going to come out later when Shmuel Hanavi comes out. Now is not the time. The time will come. And having a truthful understanding of Torah, you will see that leadership is something that's hevel v'shov. Hoyetzarach l'vrach v'na kovet. Emes is mechayev to run away from honor. V'loy liyos roidev. Elakevon sheyegish hatam shalak kovet. Hatam hazen nosen loya emes liloy liyeze. Oh, Rabbi Ezra. So now the desire for honor made him use the Ruach HaKodesh to develop his shtikl Torah. Powerful thing. 
powerful thing. The way the mind spins things. Alright? Let's say a guy, he wants to make a living, he wants to have a certain stature in life, he wants to have a COVID, he wants to have a mimid, he wants to have something that's considered his, and people should respect him for it. It's his Dalaramas, he owns it, he wants to have good Shaduchim for his kids, right? So he's thinking, what can I do? That's very good for me. And he says, you know what? I'm going to build a yeshiva. Wow. Rosh yeshiva. He's going to have a frock. You know what a frock is? One of those jackets, those long ones. With buttons in the back. With a Hamburg. You know what a Hamburg is? It's a hat. Very good, Ezra. It's that up hat. And you will have a room full of students... (coughs) Stand up for him when he comes in. People will listen to him. Wow, this looks beautiful. Unbelievable. People are going to want to do shidduchim with his daughters. It's a very good thing for him. But now he can't go around saying, I want to open a new yeshiva because it's good for me. It's not going to fly in the fundraising. It's not going to go so good. Talmudim are not going to come flocking to him. So automatically the brain starts to spin. Unbelievable. There's not enough yeshivas. So many different types of kids. They need personalized attention. And his brain is working overtime to create an unbelievable justification for his thing. And an unbelievable Tzorich HaKlal, who knows what. But meanwhile, for him, he's doing it for a different reason, right? But his brain immediately will switch from his agenda to the justification process, right? That's what Rabbi Zikshev says in his Agdomo to the Sefer of Cheshben HaNefesh. He says a very deep thing. It says, how is a person supposed to know if he's L'Shem Shomayim or not? Because we're learning over here that immediately your brain will turn you into L'Shem Shomayim. Just like it did to Korach. Immediately created the L'Shem Shomayim agenda, right? So Rabbi Isaac says, you have to go to your first thought. All the Cheshboinists that come afterwards, that's the justification. If your first thought that came to your mind was, you know what, the Klal has a problem, there's kids that are lost, they need another yeshiva, blah, blah. If those were your first thoughts, first ones, then you're L'Shem Shemai. But if your first thoughts was yourself, and it's only your second thoughts that were the L'Shem Shemai and then you are spinning. Got it? person always has to go to the first thought. The first thought is the true thought. That's what Isaac says. That's a way of helping a person coming to see the emet. Because the Yetzirah is very strong, so sometimes you don't see the emet. So you got to have some help. He gave us a keli, he gave us a method in order to see the truth, right? You know, Reb Chaim Velozhina, Shamat Alav, 
Chaim Velozhin is the Avi HaYeshivas. He's the one who established the Yeshivas. He's the one who established all Yeshivas. Right? But he was a student from the Vilna Gain. Okay? Now, Chaim Velozhin was not going to start this unbelievable project called Yeshivas. Again, it's a sugya. How things changed from before Rebbeim Shalom to afterwards, and what exactly was his plan? But that's not the subject for today. But it was a big movement that he was going to begin, right? So he can't go and do such a thing without getting a haskoma from Zayne Rebbe, from his Rebbe, the Vilna Goyen. Originally, the Vilna Goyen did not want to give him permission for it. And you know why? Because he said he feels from the way Reb Chaim Velozhna is saying what he's saying, is with too much excitement. If it's coming with too much excitement, you have to be a Hoshed, it's coming from the Yetzir Hara. Yeah? Because things that you want to do for your own personal agendas and your own personal taivas excites you. But things that you want to do for Avodah Hashem, you have to make work. Not automatic excitement. Kedusha needs work. The Vilna Gaon talks about this in a number of places. One of them is in Megillat Esther. Not Alpidere Chapshat, Alpidere Chasod, Haremez. The Vilna Gaon explains the Megillah in multiple ways. And in one of his ways, he explains how the whole Megillah is around the Malchemes, HaYetzah, Toiv, HaYetzah, Hara, and Achashverus, HaYetzah, etc., etc. And in that Pirush of Megillat Esther, which should be learned one day, is very deep in a lot of things in Avodah Hashem. And over there he says this point too, that when it comes to Gashmias, right, things that we want, things that excite us, that's a natural instinct. Doesn't need work. But for Kedusha, and to, 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 to enter into the world of Kedusha, and then to get excitement from Kedusha, which you have to get excitement from Kedusha, for sure. But that only comes after work. Very similar to what we said yesterday. First you have to embrace the truth, and then after from you embrace the truth, you will feel the time in it. Right? Remember that? We said that yesterday? So similar to that, that's the Goyen, right? So Avram Chaim, the Lajner, is rushing into the Goyen with such excitement to start a new movement called Yeshivas, we have to worry that maybe there's a personal agenda involved. And it was only after a lot of convincing and going back and forth, whatever the whole story, how it unfolded, that the Goyen finally was convinced that it's for sure coming from a pure place and it's the right thing to do, okay? So... This is the point here. By Koirach, the way the altar from the Vatic is saying, is that first he saw the image. Okay, this is a very important point I just threw out fast. Image. Meaning, the way the Yetzirah works is also a going in a place that says, Lashon of Yetzir is Tziyud. Tziyud mm-hmm. means there's a picture in your mind. So when you desire something, First, you envision it. You understand what I'm saying? This is deep stuff. Cherub, you with me? When you first, you have to envision it. It looks good in the vision, 
in how it seems, and then you go for it, right? So right away, Korach pictured what it would look like in his mind. He had such a picture. What would it look like to be the leader of Klai Yisrael? Wow. I like that picture. I fit right in that picture. That picture is beautiful for me. Right? Again, we're talking about Korach, who was a big tzaddik, and we're not allowed to say things without Chazal. But this is what Chazal told us. Okay? So Chazal said, that's what happened to a great man. A great man saw a picture of Hitnaseut in his mind, and immediately, because he was a tzaddik, can't live with that, immediately the Yitzhara starts to spin unbelievable chashboyness of Kedusha. Unbelievable. But that's all spinning. So much so, now here's the Oymah. Since, here's a deep point. Since the way the Yetzirah works is that he has to give you the emet in it. Otherwise you can't do it. Now, the bigger Balkishan you are, the bigger knowledge of Torah you have, the bigger Ruach HaKodesh you have, the worse off you are. Because now the Ruach HaKodesh, you're bringing in Ruach HaKodesh to fortify your, your Shita. And now no one's gonna move you. You're not movable. You're gonna be really stubborn in what you think because you have Ruach HaKodesh backing you up. You understand? So it's worse. When great Gedolim make a small error, it's very costly. It's not like small people like us. This we see in Chazal, unbelievable Chazal. Rabbi Ruchim talks about it, it's Mamish Lahafli. Lahafli. We find that when Paro made a Gezerah, and he said that all the boys have to be thrown in the river, right? Originally he said to kill them Allah of Naim, but he wanted to kill the boys, right? So what happened? Amram, he was a godlado. You know who Amram was? Tata from Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu's father. Amram, godlado. So he says, we can't stay married. If we're going to stay married, then they're going to kill the kids. So he separated from his wife. In those days, people used to have imunas hachomim. So if a godlado separates from his wife, Everybody separates from their wife. They didn't have campaigns and debates and blogs and everybody saying Deus, nay, God Lado separates from his wife, everybody separates from the wife. Comes along his daughter, who's the daughter of of Amram? Miriam. And she says to her father that he made a mistake, right? And she gives him some cheshboinis. Why he's making a mistake. Parolo gazar el azicharim. That was one of the things. Your guys on the zicharim and then the caves, right? Uh, a child can't go into Olam Habu unless it passes through this world. Even if the mother has a miscarriage, it still goes to Olam Habu. Even with birth, it gets killed by birth, it goes to Olam Habu. But if the neshama doesn't pass through this world, does it go to Olam Habu? So you're robbing these neshamas the opportunity to go to my boat, right? A couple of chashbainas, correct? But if you look at the wording of chazal, gezerotecha kashem e paro, worse than paro. You 
are a bigger gangster than Paro. Whoa. Paro is a gangster. Paro is killing innocent people. You are making a mistake in Hashkafa, in Halacha, in a decision that's negated to class. That's pretty strong wording to tell the guy. You're much worse than Paro. You're killing more. Right? Abiyuchum talks about this. And it's the whole reason why he speaks about this. It's a letter that he wrote to one of the Gedolei Torah who was making, in Rabbi Rucham's opinion, a mistake to join a certain organization. I'm not going into all these things now. But he gave him a very strong Musa. He says, when a God Lado makes a mistake, the mistake can be worse than the biggest Rasha in the world who's bent on the Hashmid Laharag Lahabed. They're big people. Big people, they have to be very careful. Because if Khalil Bachas, the Yitzhahorah has a Mokum Chalois, the Yitzhahorah has a place to put his foot in the door, all their greatness, all their knowledge of Torah, all their Ruach HaKodesh, will be used against them. Scary thing. But that's what he's saying over here. So obviously people in this great position have constantly to learn Musa and Yerushalayim, and that's why they're great. They live in that type of world. But that's what the Chazal was Megal about. So we're going to read just a little bit more because we have to stop. Okay? So it says like this. Many people, they come up with a justification as why they have to protect their honor and their integrity and they have to run after covet. Okay? But even your tam, meaning they like the way covet looks, smells gishmak, right? Even though the whole thing is a dimyan, but it looks good, you know? Covet looks good. He says, even your tam is not a tam. Why? It's only sweet in the beginning. But at the end, it is very bitter. If you chase after leadership and being above and being great, above others, and it's a very practical thing too. You see, when you grab something from somebody, everybody says, Who said? Maybe you don't deserve it. If people are putting honor on you, you're running away from it, and they say that it goes to you, they have no problem to give you covet. But if you start taking it, taking so it starts to create a whole tumult. And eventually you'll have more misnagdim than you will have chasidim. Right? So that's why he says, it's not even good. It's not even at the end, it's going to be bitter. And even the, the, the justifications are, have no foundation. Because it came after the desire for the kavod. Since the time didn't come from the truth. Okay, we have to stop here because the time is up. But, again, 
we have to understand something here very important. We have to take this down to our level. We're not on such a high level. But we have to think clearly before the justification behind what we do, if the motives are pure. Because once the motives are not pure, then we could be justifying. You understand? Now you have to have a balance because a, can't, a person can't live constantly in doubt. Doubting himself, doubting his decisions, doubting, doubting. That's a dangerous thing. Right? It's a balance you need here. You have to have also confidence in your decisions that your decisions are right. Otherwise you can't live in this world. And sometimes you're going to have people that are going to try to stop you in your agendas. And you can't listen to them. So how do you know when to be stubborn and strong? And you say, this is the emet and zaygezunt. And how do you know when to be doubtful that you're doing the right thing? Right? This is a very deep thing in avoid. So I have to give you a whole vat on that to explain how to make that balance. But I can't do that now. So who's going to be in charge to remind me? This is very important. Okay? Somebody has to remind me. Say that? Okay, let's stop there.